Well, thanks for joining us at Chop for Time again. It's uh, Thomas and Ben, as usual. And yes. Thanks for joining us. Yes, yeah, beautiful, overcast, rain, nice morning. Yeah, cold. Yeah, yeah. It was a good coffee morning, though. It was I mean, good You coffee. and I were able Mike, to... Well, mine's a, gone cold, but I'm going to... Mine's gone. Power through it. Mine's not just gone cold. It's gone. I, I don't know what it is about coffee. I drink it slower than... I mean, put a bottle of water in front of me and it's gone in a second. But like coffee, it gets cold every time. Eh. It's not good. There's hope. There's hope. There's hope. Practice. Practice makes perfect. That's right. Just keep... (laughs) We'll have to have another cup. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But yeah, how are things going? Going well. You had a good weekend? Yeah. Yeah, pretty good. I mean, we... uh, we did produce a silent movie yesterday we did. in our live stream. Uh, yesterday so was was a day. It was. It was. Yeah. Uh, you know, we had relocated some equipment. There was a new right. booth built for our tech right. that because we had our original booth, which was built just for sound. Right. It was at this point hosting sound and video and yeah. projection and anything else that we could cram it was in. Rather there. cramped. It yeah. was. It was. So, um, you know, one of our gentlemen here at church built a great new booth. You know, I mean, it was it's really nice, high quality, very heavy, well built, sturdy built. Well, you know, it's got to be solid oak if it's going to fit exactly. in. Exactly. Amen. So. Amen. But uh, so, you know, we spent last week running the cables and getting yep. everything well, transferred back. That's one of the things that you don't think about. Yeah, or whenever, you know, if you're just attending a church, you don't realize that <laughs> the, the employees of the church and the pastor of the church might spend their week climbing through... It, it walls could, and it running could. cables through like climbing under desks yeah. throughout the week. It's, it could it border. Fun. It could border on fifty hours that were dedicated to that it was, project. It was, yeah, it was, in, it was fun throughout the week. But uh, then and we then ran. It didn't work. And, well, and we <laughs> ran. You know, the, the part that really frustrated me yesterday mm-hmm. is that we ran tests three. Yeah test to social media yeah. uh, on, on private that way they weren't public right. but just right. to make sure that the hey the computer volume's good uh, microphones are picking up in there and, and right. everything by the end of that third test everything was working properly right. and then we go live mm. you know yesterday morning and it was a silent movie right. Uh, right. Up until the very end so you know hey it's we're not uh, but there, thank, thank goodness for CDs that's right, right. Or, that's or right so CDs, we th- there is the there day. is audio out there so yeah if you uh, if you were watching yesterday and you were trying to read lips right uh, you can go to our podcast on our it's website and it's the the message is up there so yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoyed yesterday morning I mean I, I hopped on piano for the first time yeah, in like three and a half sounded years good there was, there was, a, there was a lot of people we had six people in yeah. the band yesterday so yeah. that was it was a nice change of pace um but I really enjoyed yesterday morning I've, I'm actually really enjoying this series which normally I think I said this last week mm-hmm. I don't get excited about Christmas sermon series. Mm-hmm. Um, normally, I roll my eyes and think, same four sermons again this year. Yeah. But this is... It's a little I'm, bit of a different look. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. Is. And it's very... I mean, both of us over the last couple of weeks have taken a much more, like... Uh, you know, we're diving into a certain character and really making them relevant and mm-hmm. understandable that they're not just like these... Stories, yeah, but they're people, yeah, um, and these are their experiences. And you might have experienced something similar in your day to day. Here's how they dealt with it well. Mm-hmm. So, you yeah. know, learn off that, right? You know, which right, is, which has been kind of cool. Yeah, because it's been the to me that I think these past two messages have been very practical right. for us. Because I mean, there's there's always things that we can, you know, there has to be yeah. practical application from God's word into our life. But sometimes we can. Um, when we look at some of the big, you know, Jesus in particular, 
but then mm-hmm. we look at Paul's writing sometimes, mm-hmm. and we feel a little bit detached from the right. expectation of how practically those could really play out in our mm-hmm. lives. But I think that when we're, whenever we start looking at some of these auxiliary characters like we have been the past right. couple of weeks, that's when we can look and go, okay, I really have no excuse right now. Yeah. Because yeah. Joseph, who you talked about last week, the dude was a carpenter. Right. You know, I mean, he, he worked chairs. with his hands. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and we talked about Elizabeth this mm-hmm. week. And, you know, she, she was a mother. She was a cousin. She was a wife. You know, mm-hmm. she was a daughter. Uh, so I think it's... wife, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Priest's <laughs> wife. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I think it's a little bit easier for us to kind of wrap our minds around anyhow. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we talked about Elizabeth yesterday. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Do you want to, let's, you know, fly through a little recap sure. of what went on if people didn't... Sure. Yeah, we, um, we, we just really talked about how Elizabeth, and, and we'll talk greater a little bit later in this episode about mm-hmm. some of these details, but Elizabeth was barren for the first 60 years of her life. Right. She was married to Zechariah, who was a priest, and he served on a rotation in the temple. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Gabriel, uh, another angelic birth announcement came, and Gabriel told Zechariah that you know, they were going to have a son. Uh, Zechariah, obviously, in his 60s, had difficulty believing that because they basically spent their whole lives trying right. to have a child, right. and uh, he was having difficulty believing that. But it turns out to be true. And after the birth announcement of Jesus, uh, Mary visits Elizabeth, who is her cousin, mm-hmm. uh, some miles away. You know, it was a pretty good journey yeah. for her to get there. <clears throat> and we talked about how Elizabeth took the posture of encouragement mm. and compassion and taking a mentoring role mm. in the life of Mary because Mary was probably around 14 years old, you know, 13 yeah. to 15 yeah. year old range. And here you have this 60 ish year old woman who is now living the fulfillment of a dream, mm-hmm. of a passion, of her prayers right. for years to have this child. And now, Ad- advanced in years. Yes, advanced. That very, very discerning and wise statement yeah. from Zechariah in verse, yeah. I believe it's 18. Yeah, mm-hmm. verse 18 of chapter 1. He said, I am old and my wife is advanced in years. Right. So, right. very wisdom there. Yeah, they, listen, the dude's been married. He for, for, <laughs> he's been married for a while, and you can see that. Uh, but. You know, here comes this little upstart teenage girl talking about how this supernatural encounter, she's still a virgin and now I'm pregnant by the Holy Spirit. And right. it would have been really easy for Elizabeth to take a posture of, hey, this is my time. Mm-hmm. Quit trying to steal my thunder. Uh, go back home. I'm right. going to enjoy this because culturally, Elizabeth would have been considered, um, with her being barren, mm-hmm. she would have been considered to have some type of sin in her life that was preventing her from conceiving right. or her parents or grandparents, Zechariah's parents, somebody. And they both came from very um, well-known and and well-thought-of lines of of priests, Abijah for Zechariah, Mm -hmm. and then Aaron Mm -hmm. for Elizabeth. So, I mean, there's some some pedigree there. But, yeah, that's that's what we looked at is just how she embraced Mm. uh, encouragement and compassion in a, a mentoring role, a motherly type role in in this situation with Mary. Mm. There was a couple of things that you talked about um, that stood out to me, and Kylie and I were chatting about the service afterwards as well, and things that stood out to her. Um, you mentioned about uh, Zachariah going into the temple, mm-hmm. and how that was, which I hadn't really thought of before, because, you know, we think of priests going into the temple, it's like, yeah, they, yeah, do, just, they do that. It's a priest, that's <laughs> what they do. It's a priest, that's <laughs> you know, what it's they a priest do. thing. But you were sort of outlining that, no, this is a 
once in a lifetime. Yeah, I mean, even of, even though there was a rotation set right. up, and and it would have been more than once in a lifetime, so it's right. not necessarily quite lottery type odds. Right, right, right. But um, most scholars and theologians agree that a conservative number of priests during mm-hmm. this time that served in whatever capacity would have been around the 20,000 mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a large number right. of priests. So it wasn't like, hey, this is my Sunday. The next Sunday yeah. is your Sunday. Then I'll come back on the next Sunday. So right. it, was, it wasn't quite lottery-type odds. But it was a rare encounter. It, it, yeah, it wasn't something that would have been like a normal right. Sunday. Right. It was a big know. honor. That yeah. Was, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's where the angelic visitation took yeah. place. Yeah, which ended strangely. It did, and that was one of the things. Um, I didn't. I don't know if that's necessarily that I chopped it for time, but right. I just knew that we weren't going to be because this was right. Elizabeth. It's more about Elizabeth. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, but Zechariah, you know, because and here both of them are outlined. I believe it's in <coughs> verse six of chapter, Luke, one. chapter Luke, one. Luke chapter yeah. one. It says that talking about Zechariah and Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before mm-hmm. God, walking blamelessly. And I made sure to point out there, blamelessly, not perfectly. Right. There's a difference uh, in all the commands and statutes of the law of right. the Lord. And that's so it wasn't like um, these people were pagans. Right. And then had an angelic encounter. They didn't have their golden calf in the corner. Right, exactly. Right. And had difficulty with processing something completely new. Mm-hmm. You know, again, Elizabeth, there would have been a stigma around her right. uh, that she was sinful, even though right. we find out here that she was righteous. Yeah, God had she, a bigger plan right, for her. She was yeah. blameless. But Zechariah, you know, this, this dude was a righteous dude. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he, he followed God. He followed the commandments of God. But still yet, this stretched him to a point. Of disbelief, right. of, of unbelief, right. and so much to the point that the angel. Which my question, I didn't get a chance to real, you know, research it. But Gabriel said, "Hey, because you have not received the words that I've spoken, mm-hmm. you're going to be mute until the child is born." I wonder if God gave him that charge before he left, or if Gabriel just kind of <laughs> winged it. Pun yeah, intended. Uh-huh, hey. uh-huh. Um, oh dear. Um, but. Uh, yeah, that's a good point, actually. So yeah, I wonder I mean, if God's okay. power to Yeah, the, exactly. The okay, Gabriel, that, here, yeah. here's what we're going to tell him now. If he doesn't, right. strike him mute. Right. Okay? Or if Gabriel was just kind Lost of in the... Like, oh. Yeah, Gabriel just <laughs> right. in the moment is like, dude, oh, oh, yeah, you're yeah, the yeah. worst. You can't speak now. Right. So, But yeah, Zechariah, he, he fell into unbelief about mm-hmm. the situation. And um, yeah, Gabriel said, yeah, you're not going to be able to speak. Yeah. And that's what happened. Yeah. That verse, um, blameless, now you, you pointed out that it's not the same as perfect. Right. right. What does blameless look like? Blameless, um, really that they um, they served God. Their motive was pure. They right. served God well. They they did what they were commanded to do. Right. And, and even in our lives, there's a big difference in us being obedient to God mm-hmm. and doing what he commands us to do. Right. And living perfectly, mm-hmm. because we know that through the grace that God has for us, that we can live mm-hmm. a life of obedience, but not even come close to perfection. Right. right. You know, because even with the power of the law, when God gave Moses the Ten Commandments, even if, which there wasn't, but even if there was a person who could have lived in blamelessness mm-hmm. to those Ten Commandments, that person would have still not lived perfectly. 
right. because of fallibility of the flesh. Right. And that's that's where Jesus comes in as that as that buffer mm. that even in our best attempts, even in our blamelessness, mm. that we still fall short of perfection. And that's only obtained through Jesus Christ. Right. Right. Uh, and, and that's to me, that's the difference between doing what we should do because we can do everything right and still have mm-hmm. a bad heart. Right. Still not that's, have yeah, a pure Jesus heart. Because he takes the Ten Commandments even further, right? Oh, no, yeah. Not, yeah. Not only do you not, are you not supposed to kill, but if you hate someone, you're guilty yeah, of murder. Yeah, you've already done it. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? And like, yeah, don't commit adultery. But if you even look upon someone else with lust in your heart, yeah. then you've already done it. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, th- I thought that was that was really that was really good. Um, just diving into the two of them and that that background as well of the the barren thing, I thought yeah. it was good to hear. Of you know, it's one of those things that because um, I think sometimes, especially, I think a lot of this talk ended up being about blessings mm-hmm. and our understanding of how they work, where they come from, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, and how we respond whenever we are blessed, and then maybe your friend is blessed more or whatever. Right. But um, for Elizabeth, you know the understanding of her was that she was is would cursed to be the right word. Yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. um, 100%. Yeah. So she, something in her life, culturally people would have assumed, gosh, that's terrible. What had she done? What had her family done to deserve this? Um, lack of blessing of family. Um, and the fact that Zachariah stuck with her that whole time, Mm -hmm. even though she was barren was, you know, which we get a glimpse into Joseph, right? You know, a little bit of that same sort of idea. Um, but in this whole situation, it wasn't necessarily that God had withheld or that God had cursed her, but it was just, he was withholding blessing Mm -hmm. to make the blessing of having a child even more special. Yeah. Yeah, Because the announcement when Gabriel shows up to Zechariah, and I mentioned this just very, very quickly in Mm -hmm. passing, uh, the, you know, the prayer that you've prayed, you know, your prayer has been answered. There's, there's an inflection Mm -hmm. in the original language of that being a prayer that they had once prayed. Right. But they were no longer praying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you know, it was kind of like one of those things that I don't know. You know. We were given no indication of the amount of bitterness of if there mm. was bitterness or, but they had kind of moved on with life. You know, right. they'd kind of settled into the fact of hey, we're not going to have kids. Right. Um, we would love we would love it, but we've come. We're you know, we've that we've accepted it to to the place that we're no longer even praying right. about it. Right. Almost like a lack of hope for, right. for that right. to, to go on. Yeah. Um, and I think we, we sometimes do that as well. You know, we, that was something, um, a friend of mine back home started doing a prayer journal, mm-hmm. um, for, you know, things he was asking for people he was praying for. And at the end of the year, he would look back at, you know, the start of the year. And at the time, whenever you're praying about things, there's so many times we think, oh, this prayer has gone unanswered. This prayer has gone unanswered. But if you look back five, ten years over things, there's very few. Yeah. If you, Especially if you're writing them down and taking note on things, there's very few that don't get answered mm-hmm. at some point, even if you've forgotten about the prayer Absolutely. in the first place. Yeah. Um, kind of like with these, you know, these two of like, they probably were expecting, if they were to ever expect a miracle birth, it was 30 years ago. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like really, not, it's like, hey... Thirty years old. This is a good time. Right, you know, this right. God, this would be nice. Right. Just this. I mean, kind of the same posture we take. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, hey, this would be the this would be the prime time right, right now. You know, this would yeah. be the best time for this to happen. And God's going, yeah, you're not God. Right, right. Exactly. You don't know these things. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We do. Yeah, we do like to do that and kind of complain. It's like, no, God, I'm pretty sure this is the right mm-hmm. 
moment. It's like, yeah. I know you want to, I know you're slow, but like, yeah. right now, please, yeah. that'd be yeah. great. Well, and we'd even, you know, I mentioned Job yesterday mm-hmm. about, yeah. you know, Job, we, you know, we're, most all of us are pretty familiar with the story, mm-hmm. but, you know, Job had everything taken from him family, right. property, possessions, everything. Mm-hmm. And he kind of starts, you know, if you read the book of Job, you see kind of the first half roughly of the book is Job asking God questions right. about how could you do this, you know, what. Right. And then God's response in kind of the last half of the book is God's... It's a, it's, and it goes on a long oh, time. yeah. And he, God so rarely... Raises his voice. Well, and it raises <laughs> his voice, but I mean, just kind of gives direct mm-hmm. answers like... Mm-hmm. It, I find that throughout Scripture and in my own life, there are far more... The questions that I have are answered with other questions mm-hmm. that God has. And that's kind of what he does with Job, is he mm-hmm. he doesn't begin to answer Job's questions directly. He answers them by asking him questions. I'm like, right. hey, Job, when was the last time you caused the sun to rise? Mm-hmm. When was the last time that you positioned stars? When yeah. was the last time that you spoke life into creation? And boom, it existed. It, it was kind of like he was giving Job this reality check of, yeah. I'm gone, yeah. you're not. You know, and that's, I think that that's kind of a reminder and a wake right. up thing that all of us need from time to time. Uh, so, yeah, that, you know, the background, we spent, you know, 10 minutes or so, maybe even 15 in that setting the context of mm-hmm. who Elizabeth was, who Zechariah was. Setting the stage for this, because if we just go into the story of, hey, it was a 60-year-old woman who was pregnant and her 14-year-old teenage cousin comes to visit her who's Mm -hmm. pregnant, we don't get really the depth of meaning to this situation uh, because, again, coming off of 400 years of darkness spiritually, that there were no prophets speaking the word of the Lord during that 400-year span from the book of of Malachi Mm -hmm. uh, to when we get into the New Testament accounts. Uh, but there was also a period of darkness in Elizabeth's life also because she had right. lived 60 years in darkness of right. this feeling that... Longing for Longing a child, for a child, yeah. being societally and culturally mm. um, kind of scarlet-lettered, uh, right. that something was wrong with her. Right. And, and I'm sure the self-consciousness in that as well, especially when her husband is a priest. Yeah. Of like yeah. the guilt of thinking, oh, I'm, am I staining his mm-hmm. reputation or do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like... That'd be horrible. Yeah, absolutely. Really um, yeah, I, uh, one of the other things that you dived into towards the end, which I thought was really good, was the uh, the jealousy yeah. part. Yeah, uh, which I thought was really. I never really considered that at all. Um, the 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 jealousy that Elizabeth could have had mm-hmm. towards Mary. Yeah, um, and it was good. It made me think of a few areas or times in my life where you know. Uh, I experience something that's great and somebody else comes along and is like, I got almost the exact same thing, but to the but 10th degree. Better. Or, yeah, yeah. You know, like I remember the first time I ever came here to America, it was June 2nd. Uh, it's a good day. I don't know why. Just oh, okay. I thought it was, it was like your birthday or something. No. <laughs> it's no. like, um, but so June 2nd back in like 2017 or 16, 2016. So the week before I came here, I, I got a new car. I say new car. It was like, 400 bucks. It was this tiny little, what I called a hairdresser's coupe. Mm-hmm. Like it looked like, a, you know, it's the kind of car that you put uh, eyelashes, eyelashes on. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. It was yeah. really classic. I, was a cool, I, did, I didn't I was know a cool in, guy. in Northern Ireland if there was a certain <laughs> type of car that hairdressers drove. Or not. Well, you know, uh, well, yeah, I don't, that's another conversation. Okay, all right, um, all right. 
but you know, I was super excited. It was a fun little car. It was weird and quirky, but it was great. You know, and I get here and, you know, meet Kylie's family for, for the first time. And, uh, you know, my father-in-law comes home with a new Mustang. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I was like, oh, huh. that engine is five times the size of mine. <laughs> you know, and it's like, you know, it was one of these things of like, oh, that's, yeah. well, maybe someday. Yeah. But that was kind of different because I was looking at like, oh, you know, he's older. He's worked his whole life. He's at a stage of life that I'm no, nowhere near. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, there's a little bit of jealousy of like someday sure. maybe I can attain that. But this was like the other way around. Mm-hmm. This is like, this is like Ernie getting a rust bucket of a car and me showing up being like, look at my Corvette. Yeah, which you <laughs> wouldn't mind trying that concept someday, out, right? Someday, okay. someday. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that that's, uh, you know, we all struggle mm-hmm. uh, probably a lot more than we are comfortable yeah, with and, and, and are really proud of with the fact of not only other people being blessed right. um, more than what we are, but in, in a particular area, mm-hmm. what? how do you react when someone gets a blessing that you've been praying for for years for your own right. life and right. you've not seen it happen? Right. Or how do you feel when another person gets the same blessing that you are in the midst of receiving, mm-hmm. but it's to the nth degree? Right. Uh, yeah, because, absolutely. you know, here Elizabeth, 60, had finally conceived naturally. Right. You know, she and her husband had conceived naturally. Right. And now you have this 14-year-old coming yeah. in, having conceived supernaturally right. by God's Holy Spirit. Right. With the prophesied With the Messiah, Messiah yeah. you know. Yeah, it's yeah. like, well, mine's going to be the forerunner. Well, mine's the Messiah. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see mine's how Mine's going to run around in the desert eating locusts and yeah. camel hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think that there was such a such an opportunity there right. for her to go completely opposite mm-hmm. of what she did. Uh, but as we as we looked through uh, verses thirty six through forty five, mm-hmm. uh, and we'll, we'll allow the the listeners to read that on their own. That was so not the reaction that she had. You right. know, she was like, I, "Why am I honored yeah. with you coming to visit me? You know, you are going to be." considered blessed among all women right you know and i mean she, the baby leaped in her womb and mm-hmm. she was filled with the holy spirit and i mean just this amazing mothering yeah. moment yeah, yeah. of seeing this had to be just terribly confused right because we don't actually have any much information at all about mary's biological right, mother right but this she elizabeth definitely has a very oh yeah kind motherly yeah well and role. and seeing the fact of there was probably around a roughly 100 mile journey yeah. for mary to get there 14 scared On her confused own. by herself mm-hmm. making this journey and you were saying there's a possibility that they hadn't even met at this point yeah yeah i mean there's there's a chance i mean mm. there's a chance they could have but right. during that time being that far separated apart mm-hmm. and you're you're a family member you know, we would have known each other, you know, oh, we would yeah. have met several times yeah. at 100 miles during today. But yeah. back then, that was rare. So I'm, I, we can't say that for certain, but mm. there's a pretty good possibility that yeah. they'd never met before. Uh, but here, you know, she opens her home and it says that Mary stayed with her. You know, Elizabeth, I found it funny, Elizabeth hid for five months. Yeah. It, it, yeah. You know, it said that she was pregnant, she hid for five months. And then Mary shows up. Just having received the birth announcement, mm-hmm. uh, Mary is six months into her pregnancy, and we find out that, um, did I say that right, or did that come out completely wrong? Anyhow, if I said that wrong, Mary had just 
received the birth announcement. Elizabeth right. was Elizabeth six, six months, months along, yeah. so I don't yeah. know how yeah. I said it before. Uh, anyhow, uh, and Mary winds up staying with her for three months. Right. Uh, and then we find out, you know, at the end, and like I said, this was just a humorous moment in right. my mind. Right. It was, uh, you know, said right before the birth of John the Baptist that uh, in that ninth month that Mary was like, okay, I'm out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't need to stay for that. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then we, we kind of wound everything down with uh, verses 46 through 55. Mm-hmm. And that's Mary's song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just, this moment, the way that Elizabeth encouraged her, the way mm-hmm. that she received her, the way that she showed compassion to her and did not give in to that spirit of jealousy mm-hmm. caused a moment of such intimate worship between mm-hmm. these two ladies and their creator. Yeah. And that was really the practical charge of number one is not only how are you receiving others mm-hmm. um, in a way that it can mentor them and it can help them, but when was the last time that the way that you received someone, the way that you related to someone led them into worshiping God? Yeah. Not just encouraged them or not just made them feel better, but led to a moment. This is basically a psalm. Right yeah. here, and that's yeah. what I pointed out. This song is basically a psalm, yeah. um, and it's so powerful. But the way that uh, Elizabeth handled Mary mm-hmm. and the whole situation led, pointed her to God. Yeah. And how how often can we say that about us? Right. How are we and our relationships with other people? How, are they directing them not to worship us mm-hmm. or to pat us on the back? But are we pointing them to worshiping God? Right. Yeah, and I think that was, um, before we dive into all the things that were chopped real quick, but that was one of the things that Kylie pointed out about yesterday, um, was just how much this, uh, that this whole passage and like diving into it deeper and looking at the story of, of Elizabeth, has it taken her from a casual Bible story to a real human being who yes. you can relate to. Yes. And I think that's been really, I mean, she loved that. I mean, she was really able to look at that, um, learn from that, move move from that. And and I think that's something we find and our hope continues through this series of being able to relate to characters in the Bible as humans, not as fairy tales. Exactly. You know? not, ju- not just a name that's thrown. Right. Especially if you've grown up with these stories your whole life, you remove the human element from mm-hmm. it because it's just a story that you tell every year yeah. and it's not humans going through a hard time or, or a good time. Right. You know, um, but overall, so what, what aspects, cause you had a much longer passage than I did last mm-hmm. week. What, what things did you have to, yeah, have well, to I, I think that, uh, I mean, if you look at it from a deeply theological <laughs> standpoint, um, you know, uh, Elizabeth being filled with the Holy spirit, right. the moment when Mary walked in and, um, the child in her mm-hmm. womb leaped um, with recognition. Uh, so I didn't go down that mm-hmm. uh, that avenue, which I very easily could have. Yeah. Uh, but then the the role of Mary and and how you know blessed she's going to be among women, what that really means from a theological standpoint. Right. Um, I, I kind of referenced it earlier, but Zechariah, you know that that whole backstory of leading mm-hmm. up to it. Um, because again, it, it's we're not in for the sake of yesterday's message. We weren't looking at a character study of John the Baptist or Zechariah. Right. It was right. about this moment with Elizabeth and Mary. Mm-hmm. So I, I chopped that. But I had um, a couple weeks ago, I received a piece of mail 
here in the <laughs> office. And, you know, it's, uh, yeah, um, spoiler alert, when a pastor receives mail at his church office, it is not always going to be a positive letter. Right. Um, there have been moments, a few pieces mm-hmm. of parcel that have not been necessarily encouraging right. in their tone or their content. Mm-hmm. So anytime that there is a letter that shows up, there is a twinge of anxiety, anxiety yeah. and yeah. apprehension mm-hmm. that, that I find stirring. This could go either in way. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, and when I opened that and read the contents of that letter, it brought me to tears right. because it was such an amazing testimony from a person here in the church who had basically said that their relationship with Christ pre-COVID uh, was one that was off again, on again, mm-hmm. to the place that they said I would never really consider it now looking right. back that I had a relationship with Christ. But it was just a letter of thanks and encouragement to me personally as a pastor mm-hmm. and, and what's taken place through this time period mm-hmm. and the way that we have led mm-hmm. through this um, and, and probably the biggest compliment that in that letter was just they were thankful for this, the solid way that we approach the Bible mm-hmm. and that we have throughout this whole season uh, and how it's made such a difference in their relationship with Christ, right. that they are so much closer now than they ever have been. Mm. And they were attributing that sum, you know, to the church, right. to the preaching, to right. the, the the focus that's mm. been shown. Um, and that was at that moment of encouragement for me. Right. And I've received right. so many text messages, so many Facebook comments and, and direct messages in all types of different forms of just encouragement through this season, and they're so appreciated. Mm. But, uh, the, you know, I was going to read that letter, I, but I just completely, right. you know, just, it, I didn't have enough time. Right. Um, but, yeah, that, that was really the, mm. the big thing that I can think of that was chopped from right. yesterday. It's, it's amazing how those sorts of things can make a difference as well. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Just your day. And, it's, and, and also probably vice versa. <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah. there's something that happens in preaching and in teaching that, I mean, I call it post-preaching depression. Yep. Uh, that the moment I walk off stage when I've preached, I'm like, I'm terrible. I suck. Yeah. This is the worst. Yeah. Yeah. I quit. I go back to Ireland. Not really. But <laughs> like, um, but you know, like a word of encouragement, especially when you're just off the stage, mm-hmm. goes so far. Yeah. And you know, if if, if people do have constructive criticism, mm-hmm. um, that's also appreciated, but not the moment you step off the stage necessarily. Right. Because, um, you know, Satan dives in there so quickly mm-hmm. with that just to pull you down. And we were talking about mental health last night, so this is very much on my mind. Yeah. But, um, you know, just uh, the same way that, you know, Elizabeth and Mary were encouraging one another, worshipping together, um, building each other up. That's something that every church can get better at. Yeah. You know, of just... Those words of affirmation, those words of encouragement, that that moment when you ask, how are you doing? And mm-hmm. meaning it, yeah. as opposed to like, how's it going? Yep. Good. Okay. See you yeah, later. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, no, seriously, like, mm-hmm. how, how's it going? Yeah. Um, can definitely make a huge difference. Um, I hope that kind of comes out in this whole series of just how we relate to each other as well. Yeah. I, I, think, that, I think it's heavy on that. Right. Yeah. And I know in the coming year, there's going to be a big emphasis on like, the church. That is the plan as of now. Right. We will see what God has we'll in store when we get yeah, there, but that is the plan. Tomorrow. Right, right. Um, uh, yeah. But, but 
next week, I, I'm I'm kind of um, we're going into Herod. Okay. Who is not a good dude. Nice guy. Yeah. Not a good dude. <laughs> um, but uh, we're going to look at control issues in our life. Mm-hmm. Because I think that if uh, 2020 has taught us anything is uh, uh, twofold. Number one, how much control that we really hunger for mm-hmm. and how much we really desire to have control of things. And number two, just how little control that we actually yeah. have. Yeah. So we're yeah. going to be looking at that next week. That'll be fun. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us at Chop for Time, and we'll hopefully catch up with you again next week. You got it both. I got it. Right there at the beginning and the end. You got it both in one try. Very good. There we go. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.